You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. You're watching the Pirate Football Playback on the Sports Objective. Join us every Sunday night on our YouTube channel and Facebook Live as we talk East Carolina football. Now, here are the guys. Welcome into a special edition, uh, emergency edition, if you will. Uh, we will we'll have a full, by the way, Pirate Football Playback brought to you by LNK Custom Homes on Sunday night, most likely in the 8 o'clock hour. I'm Dave Richmond as we're celebrating 27-24 Pirates get the win. Provo, Utah, the big win. They got it. And three in a row. I'm going to bring in now Kyle from LaGrange Barber. I don't know if he's eating an apple just yet, but how are you, sir? I am. I'm eating a green apple. Uh, they right. fired me by eating apples. I All right. Lunch. And uh, but, Amanda's. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Wait. Oh, okay. Wait. Somebody on this podcast said it was going to come down to a field goal. Uh, I, I, I at halftime and earlier in the week. I don't know who it was, but I, I believe I think it was Matt. No, I wasn't Matt. It was, it was Kyle from the Cranes. So uh, how about that? How about Nostradamus or Nostradamus? One of the two. But either way, how I, about uh, them apples? I call, how about them apples? And man, what a win! What a win, guys! Matt, what's up? Oh, man, I'll tell you guys, just a an awesome win. You know, I I felt very strongly that we would play well in this game and. You know, but we definitely – I think we got BYU's best shot. I really do. That that was a motivated team tonight. Um, you know, I thought we made some some adjustments defensively in the second half that really allowed us to, um, you know, get this win. And so you got to give credit to the coaching staff, uh, especially Blake Harrell, because, you know, after giving up 17 in the first half, to hold that team to seven in the second half was huge. And even though I went to East Carolina, I'm not very good with math, and I'm glad you pointed that out, um, Matt. Bubba is the numbers guy. As we bring in Bubba Rosenbaum from China Grove, producer, he does it all. Uh, thank you, Bubba, for all you do. But, um, you know, that 17 plus 7 is 24. So, uh, Bubba, that was a great, great uh, defensive performance in the second half. And uh, certainly with uh, this team, you know, the they don't they can make a lot of mistakes – they can do all the stuff. They don't have to look pretty, but they still get the job done. Blue collar. That's what East Carolina is all about. They went on the road. And like you like you guys said, took the best shot. And, hey, we got the job done. We're bowl eligible. We'll talk a little bit about that. Not a lot tonight, but we'll kind of like hint and sniff around the different bowls. We'll talk about that. Bubba, um, what a performance, though, I'll tell you. Uh, Keaton Mitchell, man, that guy. How many yards did he end up with, Bubba? It was well over a hundred. I don't know what the final amount was, but it had to be close to two hundred. Keaton Mitchell, twenty-one carries, one hundred and seventy-six yards, eight point yep. four per carry. Uh, you know, he had had the thirty-one yard touchdown, and then he also had the thirty-five yarder that that set up a score and picked up a first down that was not given to him that should have been reviewed. That was mm-hmm. that was uh, that was uh, hot garbage. 
because you look at that. I mean, it was at least a half a yard or more. He definitely got it. And then to have that bad spot. Um, but, but, you know, I'm not going to – I'm going to enjoy this win. I'm not oh, going to yeah. go off on the officials. But they missed a lot, uh, including a um, late hit out of bounds in the first half that was atrocious. It was so far out of bounds. Yeah. It, it was a playing. terrible job tonight. Terrible. Um, the, the, the pass interference call on the, on the fourth down play, which, by the way, I love the play call. I love the aggression there. You just about have to interfere with a Winstead in those situations for him not to make the catch. That wasn't a bailout call. That was blatant pass interference. So, uh, you know, I won't even give the officials credit there um, because they hadn't thrown the damn flag. Yeah, they, they missed a uh, late hit out of bounds on one occasion. I thought they missed at least three or four holds on yeah. BYU's offensive line. Uh, and, and, you know, hey, listen, they have a good offensive line. They have some big guys, but they they got away with quite a few holes tonight. No doubt. Yeah, uh, the, the fourth down stops, multiple fourth down stops in the second half, and then, like Kyle's already mentioned, the aggressiveness going for it multiple times on fourth down. I loved it. Um, you know, I love the aggression. And, uh, you know, the announcers, you know, who aren't as familiar with our situation apparently and the – you know, they 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 were they were saying well, I don't understand why they're not kicking the field goal here, and uh, so you know, hats off to Andrew Conrad for he put it through the uprights and it didn't matter what it looked like and like Coach Houston, um, like Coach Houston uh, laughed <laughs> with him and uh, told him after the game it was the the best damn uh, ugly kick he'd ever seen, and so guys let's go to that clip right quick this is from ecu pirates uh, fb on twitter and the official east carolina football twitter account and this is what it looked like when andrew conrad put it through on the final play of the game And when it comes down to the, the grit and just the way we performed uh, tonight, adversity, 60,000 in front of 60,000 on the road, I mean, all those scenarios that we've described with the fourth down play calls and so forth, um, this, is the word, this is the word that came to mind. Cajonas. Cajonas. Yes, all right. I, um, I think – People are going to say, well, BYU's a four-win football team this year. They're preseason top 25. Got as high as number 12 in the country. They played a hell of a schedule. They are a name-brand opponent. That is a stadium that is sold out. That is a that is a Big 12 program. I, I already consider them a power – to me, this is a power five win, and I think it should be treated as such because they're going through the power five. They recruit at a high level. They, you know, anybody who's a Mormon goes to BYU if they play football. Um so, to me, this win on national TV on a Friday night, it was the game. It was, it was, the, it was the signature game tonight. There was one other game, but FIU, La Tech, on CBS Sports Network. The world was watching. Like I told you, Matt, on the phone earlier, you being up north, more people saw you, – you, you will get more pats on the back and, hey, how about your Pirates 
when you go to work Monday than you've gotten all year because people saw this game tonight. And it's it's um it's good for the program to go on the road and win like that. That to me, that top. I mean, when is the last time you know you look at, at Memphis last year and at Navy, but in terms of going to a big name school, a, a crowd that big, when is the last time we got a win like this on the road? I mean, when you talk about the ACC schools, but they're not as big uh, like brand as BYU when it comes to football. Yeah, some so, of them, some of them are. Some well, of them are. right off the top of my head, um, you know, um, this may not be accurate. I'll, I'll go back and do a little research in a moment, but um, the one that comes to mind is 2014, um, you know, against Virginia Tech because they they were coming off the win yeah. at the Horseshoe over Ohio State. Yeah, then, that, that's got to be it. That's got to be it. Because what else would it be? We we didn't do it under Mo. Um, this is certainly Coach Houston's biggest win on the road, on the road, uh, non-conference. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and by the way, this is his biggest non-conference win. You know, this is this is, you know, BYU's BYU, and the people will say, "Well, we beat them under Scotty Montgomery." Yeah, that BYU team was drizzling crap. Um, so it, the worst BYU team ever. This BYU team is talented, and I still think this BYU team will end up going to a bowl. Um, they got three games left. I, I still, I still think they'll find a way to get to a ball. Yeah, and you know what, guys, you you look at this game, and really, it was the type of thing we where I really feel like we could have won by a lot more. And don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining about it in any way, but there were so many times we had BYU in third and long situations, yeah. third and twelve, third and ten, third and six. Jaron Hall, you got to give him credit. He's that quarterback. A really, he is fast. He's faster than I thought. You know, I knew he was athletic, but he has really good speed. And, you know, one of the adjustments they made was they started to spread us out with four wide receivers. So we had to cover everybody downfield. And it left a huge cavity right in the middle of the field. And he was able to capitalize on that. But, you know, in reality, guys, if you were able to take some of those third down conversions away, exactly off the field. Um, I mean, we really covered them up well outside of that one bust on the touchdown, you know, the one bust early in the game. We covered them up well downfield, um, but he was just able to make plays with his feet. He, he's annoying is what he is because once <laughs> is. you think you have him stop, he makes a play. And, you know, the fact that – and you pointed it out earlier in the show, Dave, and Matt, you, you pointed it out to me over the phone. The fact that we held them to one touchdown in the second half really doesn't need to be ignored because, I, you know, I really didn't think we were ever going to stop them. And um, we got several consecutive stops. And, you know, when, when we when we didn't get the fourth down call, you know, when they, when they gave the terrible spot to Keaton, for us to follow that up with a three and out was unreal. And get the ball back in decent field position – and I, I just felt like we were going to come down the field winning on the field goal, and that's exactly what happened. And, I, I mean, I just, you know, Keaton, unbelievable game. Holt Naylor's unbelievable game. Uh, CJ, Isaiah, normal, you know, they, they always have great games. Um, Keaton got a little banged up, probably a concussion or something like that. Um, he, he got his bell rung. Um, do we know about CJ? CJ was also injured at the end of the game. <clears throat> He seemed to be. He said he was 
we he um, we had uh, folks there at the game and texted folks, and then they texted us that he was walking off the field. He was fine. So no, no, I'm talking about later in the game. Oh, okay. I'm not. CJ got hurt again later in the game. Bubba, did, okay. did, did do you know anything about that? No, uh, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll see what I can find out. But uh, you know, kind of going back to our comments, um, there's a comment a few minutes ago from Johnny Robertson. He said somebody needs to acknowledge Ty Moss. You know, he saved the game, uh, or you know, made a critical play at the very least. And when when he recovered Josiah Hatfield's uh, fumble on the kick return, very very true. As far as as far as I can tell, that's the first time that he's recorded a stat of any kind, and so um, that was that was disastrous so, because we could have so Ty Moss from uh, from from Whiteville High School, six one freshman. Josiah Hatfield, man, you got all the talent in the world. Play within yourself, dude. Quit making stupid mistakes. You can be an asset to this football team. You you made one big play tonight. You almost made two. You went out of bounds. But you're so close to living up to your potential. So come on, man. Just 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 take that next step to be the player you can be. Yeah, I was happy to see that he had at least that one play. Um, because he's the guy I was telling you guys, I thought it was like an X factor. Like I thought he would like do something. I've been disappointed. It kind of reminds me a little bit, but not quite to this extreme because he doesn't have this much talent, but Chris Johnson up until his senior season always got on my nerves, never lived up to the potential. What happened with DeMatt? DeMatt's log offered if you have technical issues. Maybe some tech. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it's, and, and the um, the offsides there was that Jeremy Lewis. I yeah, um, yeah, Jeremy had a heck of a game. It was just one of those things. Uh, yeah, I, I, nobody's kicking it. I mean, you know, Jeremy feels awful about it, obviously. Uh, but uh, hey, there's Matt. <clears throat> yeah, and so we, technical we issues here, fellas. Yeah, we. We accomplished our goal, and, and hey, Jer- Jeremy Lewis as well. Oh, yeah, I'm not a beating. lot of other members of that defense, you know, were were um, laying some licks on the Cougars throughout the uh, through the night there. Um, and yeah, you, you saw Jeremy and Jaron Hall. Uh, you know, he was on his back uh, at least twice from from Jeremy Lewis, and. And yet, the the thing about that is, is not just, the first time Jeremy Lewis has had a cougar on his back. I've heard of. It's just a shame. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I, exactly, guys. Uh, in terms of um, just well, two things. First, I'll ask you y'all all this. Um, I, I already know Matt's answer, but I'll get him to tell it on the air. Matt, what did you do when the kick was good? With the what? When the kick was good, what did you do? I know what you did. But- oh, oh, yeah. I got to admit, I did a Hulk Hogan. I uh, I tore the shirt off and, and did a you know a little bit a little bit of a celebration in the living room. <laughs> but, Bubba, what was your reaction? I just cocked my head back and and yelled as loudly as I could, <laughs> with, with with total disregard for anyone sleeping in the house. <laughs> My, me celebrating that was more important than than uh, than their 
And then they're uh, waking up. and well, well, the boys should have been up with you watching it. Well, Riley was. He, he oh, was good. Actually... Did he get into it? Is he becoming a pirate now? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he, he was enjoying it. Uh, and, yeah, Stacy Stacy and Reese were, had been asleep for a while. Okay. Dave, uh, how, what, what was your reaction? Fist pump? You could throw your children in the air? What would you do? Yeah, my son Alexander and my mom, um, the three of us were watching TV and watching the game. And and my son uh, Alexander, he was, uh, especially that last quarter, was really focused on the game and not like other things. And so I was really happy with that. And he I wanted to point out to him, he's got his last football game in the matter of hours here now. And uh, that targeting call, I made sure he paid really close attention to that. Um, because he loves to tackle people, but I want to make sure that. So, he what was the people. celebration like though between you with you guys? It, oh, we it, were screaming really loud, high fiving. All of us were still up. Okay. My daughter has a soccer game, but she was still up, and my mom and my son and I. So we had a we had a great time, and that's the way it's always been. Is uh, ball games are like family events at my house. The women and the men are all together and having a good time. So. I, uh, I, 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 of course, initially yelled. Then I got up and started doing slide shuffles throughout the house, dancing. And uh, and Jessica was just laughing hysterically at the win and then at me. Um, she was, uh, she was just, her, her reaction was just laughing. But so it was, uh, it was a good time to be had by all. And, um, and, and then the, and then the, um, I had a follow-up question to that and I forgot what the hell it is getting late uh, my brain is getting a little brain fog here but uh i uh i'll think of it in a minute so somebody else goes yeah while, while you're thinking of that uh, richard osbrook chimed in saying going back to the first play of the game when we had the low snap mm. um i agree with him it's it appeared as though we were setting up a reverse like we we're going to hand it off to keaton and then he was going to hand it off or toss it to uh, josiah hatfield yeah, that, yeah, it looked like we were going to try something, and uh, I really what should have happened at that point, Holton should have just threw the ball away. Yeah, that was that was a ten yard loss. I mean, in that play instead of the twenty five, you have it at the fifteen. By um, the way, guys, um, am I not mistaken, or am, am I mistaken? When is the last time Holton threw an interception? Tulane. A few games ago, yeah. Tulane, wow. So he has not thrown an interception since Tulane. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He's been sharp. His decision making has been good, and you know you got to give him credit. You got to give him credit. I'll tell you, tell you one one thing that kind of was on my mind tonight, guys, and I think it showed up a little bit. And as great as Keaton played, and I thought Marlon Gunn played pretty good tonight too. Yeah. But I think what really showed up tonight is is we miss Rajay. And I think we really miss him in some of those situations where it's like third and one. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Rajay in the red zone because I think he's got quick feet and he's got some power. He's a little bigger back. You know, I think if he was healthy tonight, probably would have saw him on some of those plays. But, you know, we were able to get away with it. But, you know, um, I did think that showed up a little bit tonight, um, his absence. I yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, um Keaton, obviously, what was I mean, he had 185 yards or whatever we said earlier. 176. Yeah, 176. So, uh, but yeah, that 
and uh, I'm sure he realizes what he what he did um, on that in the third down when we needed a foot or a foot and a half, and he and he bounced it. But um, but uh, he had a, now, what, a tremendous you, night. Okay. Now the fourth down play, he got it. I'm sorry, but he, I'm talking about the third third down. Right? He, yeah, he I, know, I know I know the play you're talking about, but I'm just saying on that fourth down play, I, I am surprised we didn't challenge that play. And first of all, why in the hell? <laughs> are they reviewing the 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 BYU fourth down play when there was no possible way that that could have been overturned and they didn't review ours? Yeah. So, can you explain that to me? Particularly when it's an American officiating crew. And the last time I checked, BYU's not in the American. Because it's an AAC crew. <laughs> Incompetence. We are the American. Well, you know what? When, when you're when you're when you're in a non-conference game. The officials, you know, they shouldn't cheat, but they should damn sure not be calling things in favor of the other team. Yeah, well, you know, we've come to get used to the officials being subpar um, at best. So um, it is. Give, give them credit on the PI call. Give them credit on the targeting call. Um, yeah, I mean, they. But, you know, there was a lot of missed calls in that game. And like I said, I, I'm very bullish. Um Dave seems to be too. Matt, Bubba, do, do y'all think Keaton picked up that fourth down? I I agree with you. Uh, I immediately you know, jumped out of my chair and said, "That's a horrible spot." Yeah, it it yeah. Looked, literally looked like he got it by a half a yard, and they. I thought he, I didn't think it was close. That's what I don't understand. At the yeah. very least, there. I mean, yeah, they didn't even hesitate. It was like they went like this, and I was like, "Oh my god, you got to be kidding me." At the very least, I thought we would get a measurement. And that's something else that's kind of a pet peeve of mine. You know, not just that play, but just in general. Occasionally, you'll see a measurement. but Not like you used to. Not like you no. used to. And I think that goes back to the whole speed of the game. It's okay to, you know, have – of course, you have all these television commercials, but then, heaven forbid, a, a few measurements to make sure we get it right. Well, hey, that's – the reason they should do a measurement is that gives them a chance to sell more advertising. So they yeah, should, that's true. they should measure more. That's I agree true. with you though, that Bubba, you're exactly right there. I don't know why in the world that people are so worried about the speed of a game. What else do you have to do? And no offense to Provo, Utah, but I'll speak for green. Well, I, I'll say this about, about that, particularly with football. Football's not hurting for television ratings. I mean, I, I don't know that the, that anybody has complained about football games going too slow. Yeah. Baseball. Because there's downtime in baseball and it's boring, but you know football's football, and it, you know so the speed of the game, you know I for programming reasons, if you're trying to get the sports center, or I, okay, I, I get that a little bit, but nobody is not watching football because they think it's boring, like sometimes is the case with baseball, and uh, you know I think the pitch clock has been a good thing for baseball. Yeah, and even still, I mean. The baseball games are not as slow as what they once were, too. And I guess it all depends on what kind of game you're having. It could be take it forever or if it goes into extra innings. Um, right. Let's go to some um, comments, too, and some questions. Uh, how about um, Mark Lebiano, a guy that you know, Semenza? I've heard of him. Uh, the, the, from the great state now of California, the Golden State. Um, Mark says he's happy for the Pirates. Calling still an issue? Question mark. Kids are playing hard, and he said, "Can we get a sellout for these kids?" He was talking about 
Richard Olsbrook was talking about that. Yeah, reason. that Houston game. Look, first of all, g- good promotion um, by, by the by the administration. Give credit where credit's due with the fifteen to twenty five dollars tickets for Senior Day. Uh, we need to pack Dowdy Ficklin Stadium for Houston. No excuses. I don't give a damn if it's a twelve o'clock kickoff, a seven thirty kickoff, uh, whatever. We, we need to pack that stadium for the Houston Cougars. It's Holt Naylor's senior day, along with a bunch of other guys, and uh, that that place needs to be packed. It's this 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 program is, you know, last year I, I thought it was back last year we won seven games, but if anybody is questioning if East Carolina Power Program is back, I, I think you know last week's win against UCF was one thing. To me, going on the road and winning this game tonight, it just proves that East Carolina football is back and it's legitimate and. I mean, it's it's huge. Yeah, no doubt. And and we were able to overcome tonight. You know, I, a lot of guys got banged up tonight. The one I'm a little mm. concerned about is Julius Wood. Um, and that me- that that is what I was going to lead into, Matt. You just got it. Uh, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, it looked it looked a little bit like maybe he got like a hyperextension in the leg, maybe in the. I'm hoping it's not the knee. But he's a guy that's playing really good football for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so you hope it's nothing serious there. But to the point about overcoming, I thought Tegan Wilk came in after that and made some really nice plays down the stretch. So, you know, it just gets to the point where, you know, you're getting late in the season. Yeah. But the depth, you know, is is showing up now. The depth that's been created um, through recruiting and just building the program here in year four um that's how you win games and um so you but you just hope that julius wood i mean he is a key is really i thought he was blowing some people up tonight he made some really nice physical tackles um just don't want him hurt have either one of you guys bubba or matt had a hybrid extension of your knee i don't i don't think that necessarily is an mca acl tear i think you can hyper extend your knee and, and it just be really really sore um uh yeah. have either one of you guys ever done that I I have actually um, I I actually cracked a bone um, on a hyperextension. Oof! Yeah, on a hyperextension, like the tibial. That's better. That's up. better than tearing an MCL or an ACL, though. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. But um, yeah, it can be done, and I can speak from experience on that one. But uh, man, I hope I really just hope for his sake that it's not an ACL because that's that's the worst injury. No doubt, guys. With a few minutes we have left. Well, that's what I was going to segue off that, Dave. That's what I was going to get to earlier. The off week. Could you have the off week at a more perfect time? With guys but Keaton being banged up, CJ being banged up, Woods being, you know, potentially, hopefully just banged up. Uh, a three-game winning streak. A lot of guys will say you want to keep playing when you're winning, and that's true. But I think this is the perfect time for an off week. No, there's no question about it, especially having to wait to this late in the season to have your bye week and um, guys are, you know, they're going to be banged up by this point. Um, so we'll hopefully uh, we'll have plenty of time, I think, to prepare for Cincinnati. They're not the Cincinnati of the previous couple years. They've kind of come down to earth. They have talent, um, but they don't have the super seniors, the COVID seniors like they did last year with Desmond Ritter and company uh, guys. I wanted to talk about for a couple minutes, just hit on uh, the lock-ins as far as the, tie-ins, I should say, for the American Athletic Conference. And uh, we could speculate all night. We're not going to do that. Um, but certainly uh, with the Fenway Bowl, we play against the ACC. You have the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. We play against Conference USA. 
the military bowl is something we know pre- presented by is that Periton? Who cares? Uh, versus, uh, versus ACC Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl versus Army. And Army was, will not be bowl eligible, so it'll be interesting to see who gets that spot. I'd love to go to the Independence Bowl if it's the right opponent. Yeah, that will be um, our good friend Terry Gallagher from uh, the 7018 that we know very well. I'm sure he would love to go back to, to Shreveport. So, uh, anyway, well, the fact that we're bowl eligible was fantastic. But the and there, there's news, other bowls that we have ties with. That's not the complete ties. There, there's the bowl pool. Uh, Birmingham, oh, yeah, Myrtle Beach, um, uh, the, the Gasparilla Bowl, the Gasparilla, Frisco, Frisco, Bowl at Orlando, Birmingham, Cure yeah. Bowl, First Responder Bowl, Boca Raton yeah, I, Bowl. I, of all those bowls, the Independence Bowl is intriguing to me just because of the history, but it would need to be the right opponent. Army's not going to fill it, so who's going to be the opponent down there? Though you got you got a feeling, you, you, you pretty much almost got to got to think. If Tulane doesn't end up in the uh, New Year's Six, they would go to the Independence Ball. Uh, Pays is saying ECU Pitt military book it. Maybe, maybe I, I you know, I, that that is that is definitely a possibility. I, I could see us going to the military bowl again. Um, of course, the dream would be to win out, get in the conference championship game, beat Tulane, and somehow end up in the Cotton Bowl. And it's still on the table because you, you beat Cincinnati. That's the top 25 team if they beat UCF this week. Mm-hmm. So at that point, UCF would have two losses. We would need Cincy to lose one more if we beat them, and then we'd get a rematch with Tulane. Is that a 3 o'clock game tomorrow, guys, the Cincinnati? Yeah, I believe UCF it is. Game? That sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. Because that, that to me is my – that's my favorite game of the day. It's 3.30 on ESPN. 3.30 ESPN. Okay. Yeah, can't can't wait to watch that one. I mean that that one is going to speak volumes about you know what happens in the conference race this year. Now let me ask you this. Uh, let me ask you this: uh, if uh, if you had the choice of Pitt in the Military Bowl or a Pac-12 school in the Independence Bowl, which one would you rather do? Pac-12 in the Independence. Yeah, Bob, Dave. What about you, Matt? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, you're thinking about I'm, it from you I'm won't even partial, be able to go. Well, I'm partial really? to the military bowl just because it's so accessible for our fan base. Well, that's true. But, but, but I, but you know how I feel, Kyle and guys, about playing teams from across the country. I like the idea of playing different teams, you know, especially from the Pac 12. And yep. we do have a history with, and another thing is, I was going to say, the only reason why I was torn a little bit is I do like Pitt. Um, I think the program they're building there, they won the ACC championship last year. Um, so that would be intriguing. And um, like Matt said, that's you could see Duke, you could see Duke in the military ball also. Um, yeah. Cause so that, that would be interesting. They're, Hell, you could see NC state. Uh, yeah. I don't know how many more games NC state's going to win without their quarterback. Uh, but if you get NC state, you're not going to have remit. Then we won't go. If they get, if they get the wolf pack, then they won't take the power. Cause you, 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 that's not going to happen. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> no, that, no doubt. No. Um, but we're going to talk about that, obviously. As things, things Dave's talk. getting sleepy. What? That's a Dave's getting sleepy. <clears throat> no, actually, um, that's the thing. After these wins, I'm like wide awake. And dry. I was really exhausted. You don't seem it, man. You, see, you seem like you're getting a little drowsy to me. Doesn't it be y'all? No, I'm good. 
No, I'm actually I'm good. My thing is it'll probably be another hour or two before I can go to sleep. These ball games really is if I go to if I coach a game, if I'm at a game watching a game, my adrenaline is I was bad before the game. I, I was really bad about I, I, guys, let me tell y'all something. This is how bad it was. <laughs> this is how bad it was for me in the end of that game. Um and granted, you know, like I said, not not to keep talking about my health, but I, you know, I'm obviously going through chemo. I started shaking and sweating profusely um, on our, on our last drive. I, I it probably ain't good for my health. I mean, I was literally trembling and sweating like I was running a fever. Um, and then when, when the field goal was good, I, it, it all went away. So, <laughs> um, and that's no lie. Uh, it was it was quite strange. Yeah, yeah. The adrenaline was flowing. The adrenaline was flowing, yeah. right? No, and it still is. I am wide awake. Um, I, 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 I am hyped up. And I'm ready. I mean, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to run through a wall. By the way, some people were asking um, Bubba and Matt and Kyle when the Pirates were supposed to come back. It's uh, it'll be in the morning, man. It, it, it'll probably be. They'll probably. God, I mean. Y'all, I, I, I would, um, you know, um, Dave, shoot, shoot me to our text real fast and ask what time the Pirates would be, be landing. Okay. I'll tell you, I hope, though, for the kids' sake, man, let these kids stay overnight in Provo. No, nah, they're not. They're flying sleep. back. They're flying back. That's That's been confirmed. I'm, um, I'm sure. I'm sure. I just – It'll probably be 6 a.m., something like that, when they get to the airport, yeah. so – uh, Dave's texted me door. Hopefully me can text back on the plane. Um, so I, uh, I, I would expect, you know, if you, if you want to welcome them back at the airport, it'll be early morning. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe go grab some, uh, some waffle house or some Denny's or some IHOP. I guess if you, that into town, it would be Denny's and, yep. uh, and, and go welcome the team home. And there's a waffle house on that side of town. Too. Yeah, there is. There is. I, I just immediately think of, there's not that many Denny's in Eastern North Carolina for whatever reason. And, that's that Gus Malzahn's go-to for for uh, celebrations. Waffle House. Is it really? Interesting. He doesn't like barbecue. But um, be, uh, what you got to watch out for when you play on a Friday night after a big win tomorrow night, you got to be very careful. <laughs> you got to be very careful in downtown Greenville. Halloween weekend. Halloween weekend, man. Yeah, yeah man. I mean. Uh, I'm sure Mike Houston is going to have a conversation with the team about that, but you don't want any off the field incidents. Um, you got to be careful because it's going to be a party. It's going to be a party. Players yeah. are going to want to celebrate, which they should. Listen, yeah. I think it's awesome to celebrate, right? You just have to be smart about it. And I prefer yeah. that those guys, you know, have a house party instead of going downtown. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think it's probably going to be pretty hard to keep them from going downtown Halloween weekend, but. Uh, stay out of trouble, guys. Text, Have fun. It says, I got a text back from Medor. He says the itinerary said 6.15 a.m. So the itinerary is 6.15 a.m., like I said, around 6 a.m. landing yep. in Greenville. So if you want to welcome the team back, Bubba, if you can get that on our social media, uh, the team, the ETA is 6.15 a.m. to be arriving at Pitt Greenville Airport. If you want to welcome the Pirates back, um, and I got the info right here, Kyle. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Just it's um, the flight is an Allegiant flight number four four seven six six and four seven six seven eleven E. So again, okay, so if you want to flighttracker.com or whatever that is, 
um, you want you want to keep track of the flight because sometimes if you catch a tailwind flying from the west, you can make good time. So um, six fifteen is the projected ETA. Keep keep track of the flight. Maybe we can put the flight information also on our social media. And um, if you want to be there, uh, I, I ain't gonna be there. <laughs> I'm gonna be asleep. But uh, uh, maybe at this point you want to go to bed and get back up, or either just stay up. Um, you live yeah. in Greenville. You could get a you, you could get a four hour nap and uh and, and be there. Um, yeah, no question about it. And uh, Bob, are you gonna start driving now? <laughs> no, no. Riley has, has a game in the morning. Uh, okay. What about what about your daddy? What about Mister Gary or, or, or Rosenbaum? I must say Gary Overton. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Richard Osbrook chimed in with some interesting. Good God, he said a lot. Uh, interesting post game notes uh, from Kalani Sataki's press conference. He said from KSLSports.com in Utah, there in Salt Lake City. Um, when was the game lost for BYU football? BYU had the ball in the red zone for a critical fourth down and two early in the fourth quarter, and they elected to go for it rather than kick a field goal. Coach Sataki said in the post-game press conference and opting to go for it on fourth down was a mistake. Instead, um, you know, rather rather than kick the field goal, they ran the ball uh, between the tackles to Miles Davis for no gain. And as soon as I heard that name, Miles Davis, on the broadcast, I immediately thought of Billy Madison. If peeing your pants is cool, you can consider me Miles Davis. Uh-huh. Yeah, Miles Davis is one of the best jazz artists ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, smooth. Miles Davis is awesome. I, uh, uh, well, I, you know what? He, he, at least he admitted to his mistake. It's going to be interesting to see if they have a losing season. Will they, will, you know, at what point does Kalani Sataki, uh, he's had some success there. He's had some, he's had some bad seasons. It's kind of, kind of been up and down under up his, down, his yep. seven year tenure. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, he's a, he's a BYU guy. Do they give him another year? Um, I, I, you know, who knows? And like I said, I, they can still make a bowl. Utah Tech, that's what number five. Uh, they just, they, they just, they got Stanford uh, on there. They got Stanford and, and Boise, and Boise's beatable. Boise's playing better football, but they're beatable. Um, so they shouldn't think their season's over just because they lost this one. Although I will, this is something else that I think needs to be addressed. Um, I think you saw a team at the end of that game that had confidence and one that does not have confidence in those situations. And uh, I, I think since that Memphis game, we've really gained a lot of confidence um, to, to win ball games, And we've, we've won a close game. And I think BYU right now is losing confidence. Yeah. And to that point, let's just go back for a second to that Memphis game. We're down 17 nothing. Yes. All right, with about I want correct me if I'm wrong. I want to say about three, four minutes left in the first half of that game. It was under five minutes. We get a score. We then get a turnover. We get the interception, right? Another score. And, and another score. And that if you look back at that season, that might be the turning point for everything. Yeah. Because it if was, you don't yeah. you know, if you don't make that that rally. Right with under five minutes left in that half, man, you lose all momentum and you probably drop that game at home and, and who knows what happens. So, no, the Memphis game was huge, man. It was huge, and 
I said it last week, you know, about the UCF game. I don't think you win the UCF game if you didn't win the Memphis game. And, uh, I, you know, as Marshall was the turning point of last season, Memphis was the turning point of this season. And, um, you know, after after the Navy game, so many people were down. After the Tulane game, uh, people were jumping off bridges, which I didn't understand because Tulane's a good football team. And um, now we're 6-3. and three. We're six. By the way, how about this? We got six wins in this October, baby. Exactly. We went three and one, right, for this month? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this is not an, an easy part of the schedule. And uh, and you look ahead and you see Cincinnati, Houston, and Temple, all winnable games. So um, not to say that we will win all three, who knows, but at least the great thing about this program now is that every game is coming down like, like tonight. It's exciting. We have the fans, uh, not all the, in fact, uh, going back again, one 800 ECU or you can get your tickets now at ecupirates.com. Go ahead and get your tickets if you don't have them. I'm sure that most of the people that are smart fans like that watch and listen to this show are already have season tickets. Uh, yeah, but I would encourage season ticket holders. Uh, if you got friends and neighbors, people that may want to go, you can get yeah. tickets for 15 or $25. Bring some folks with you. Uh, bring some folks with you. Buy some people tickets. Uh, tr- try to make some new fans. Um, I- I'm telling you, if we don't have over, you know, I don't, I don't think we'll sell it out. Just being realistic, but if we don't have, and I don't mean tickets sold, if we don't have forty thousand asses in the stands for that game, shame on us. I mean, we we need to have at least forty thousand people in the stands for that Houston game. I'd love to sell it out. I just we don't seem to be able to do that unless it's an ACC opponent. As sad as that is to say, but we 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 need to have over forty thousand in the stands for that Houston game. Yeah, unfortunately, what do you want if you're not going to come after this? And God Almighty, we might beat Cincinnati before then. I mean, what more do you want? <laughs> what time? What time is that kickoff? Hasn't been announced yet, Matt. But uh, I'm sure that'll determine. I, no, it hasn't been announced yet. No, I said I bet. I, I don't know. I mean, they haven't announced it, but yeah. it, well, it's going to all depend on TV. I mean, and that that is going to be a game that will be nationally televised. I can guarantee you that. Because it can't be at noon and it can't be at seven. Uh, <laughs> it has to be that sweet spot for our fan base, right? Right. Apparently, <laughs> apparently. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. A noon game now in cool weather may be welcome. Um, so a noon ESPN U kick would would probably work uh, for uh, for uh, for for November. Um, but uh, you know, I don't care what time it is, man. People need to show up. Absolutely. No question. And guys, it's going to be a lot of fun, especially it's going to be great again to have the bye week. And then we have the Cincinnati game and uh, Coach Houston has done a remarkable job turning this program around again, six and three. I I think it's safe to say the panic room is still closed, locked. Uh, (laughs) uh, Nobody needs to get in the panic room. And man, with the three games left, we could easily be nine and three. Uh, How about winning the conference championship? And go into the Cotton Bowl. So, uh, don't plan your uh, don't plan where you're going just yet because there's a lot of football still left in the month of November. And I tell you what. Um, and by the way, before I'm almost forgetting before we wrap this thing up, uh, Kyle, I've got to give him a shout out to you again because you made a point a few weeks ago that Mike Houston's teams get better as the season goes on. We've seen that time and time again. And I got to give a kudos to you again, not only getting it right tonight about a walk-off field goal, 
uh, game-winning field goal. But also, you said that a few weeks ago. So those people that were panicking a few weeks ago, you made that point, and it's coming true, at least uh, for the month of October. No, I, 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 you, you knew the talent on this football team. And I, Mike Houston and everybody, you know, they, they, teams get better as the year goes on. That's been a signature of Mike Houston football. So, uh, yeah, I, I kind of saw – I won't say I saw this coming, but I, I did not think all was lost and we were going to end up barely making a bowl game. So, um, six and three, we'll see what happens from here. It was a great night to be a Pirate. Um, huge win. And, you know, everybody can enjoy a full day of college football tomorrow knowing that uh, we just beat BYU, baby. That's right. It'll be a lot more fun. And my son has his last football game in the matter of hours. My daughter has her hopefully – she can win her soccer tournament. She's got two more games left of the regular season. Well, not the regular season anymore is over, but two more games are left of the season, I should say, hopefully, and winning the, the championship. So go Bulldogs and go Knights tomorrow. I'll be able to focus 100% on that. Guys, for Matt, Kyle, Bubba, and thanks to everybody uh, for listening and watching at this time. It's amazing. At, uh, we're recording this right now at 1.20 in the morning, and you're still up. You're like me. It'll be probably at 2.30 before I can go to sleep. All right, guys, hope you have a great day, a great weekend. Don't forget about our Pirate Playback brought to you by LNK Custom Homes. That'll be coming up on Sunday night. And uh, thanks to Kevin K.K. Walker. Appreciate his support of the program uh, for last week. And by the way, there's Bubba putting that up on the screen for people listening. That's Mike Houston's 100th win as a uh, college football coach. So congratulations to Coach on that. What a great night to get that. And uh, another milestone for him. And we're proud of him and proud of the program for sure. All right, for all the fellas, again, thank you so much to our great sponsors as well. I'm Dave Richmond. Good night, everybody. And as always, go Pirates. You've been watching the Pirate Football Playback on the Sports Objective. Join us next Sunday night on our YouTube channel and Facebook Live as we talk East Carolina football. Follow us on social media at the Sports OBJ on Twitter and TikTok, at the Sports Objective on Instagram. Please like and follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. As always, we appreciate you listening to the show. Go Pirates!